Here we are back once again. Rhythms of Grace. My name is Nate. I'm here with Sung Kim, who is the lead pastor at Grace Church. And we are talking about all things complicated from the Bible. Um, and this is actually part two of a two-part episode where we were started talking about forgiveness. And there was so much to cover that after about 35 mm-hmm. minutes, we were like, all right, there's before we get into it, we're just going to stop here, make it a two-part uh, episode. Yeah. So can, can, you, can you, for those... Uh, that haven't heard the first episode, can we start by talking about what the listener question was? Yeah, it was a long email retelling parts of his story. There was spiritual abuse, uh, resentment against his father who had passed. Uh, There was an ex, uh, like a fiance, who uh, really cheated on him. Mm, Betrayed him. Yep, and just so much. And and so the question was like, uh, God forgets our sins, uh, but I can't forgive the, the wrongs committed against me. So it, it must mean that I, I haven't forgiven them. Mm-hmm. But God commands us and says, if you don't forgive people, God won't forgive you. Right. So just feel feeling like, well, uh, man, how, how do I even, uh, you know, so we talked about what forgiveness is not and what forgiveness is. Yeah. And one of the main things that we talked about was that sort of the, the concept of forgive and forget is simplistic mm-hmm. and not accurate right and then really in in a situation like this it's not helpful because you're not going to be able to forget someone cheating on you like that's not it's like literally not possible so what what should we what's sort of the framework we should do instead and so that's what we're going to tackle sort of how do we walk that out yeah what's the process of forgiveness so you said something at the end of the last episode that really got my wheels turning, and I actually wrote it down so I didn't forget, <clears throat> which is where you talked about saying, like, trusting God for sort of vengeance or restitution. Mm-hmm. Like, forgiveness is in some ways saying, um, yeah, saying God is going to do this right. instead of me. And when you, and w- the way that that got my wheels turning was just acknowledging how difficult it is to forgive Mm -hmm. truly forgive if you don't have the faith that god is going to be your defender or god is going to be the one that's going to make it right and not fix what was wrong but essentially like heal the hurt or um or bring reconciliation potentially Mm -hmm. and how important that is how important faith is in that entire process that apart from that it's really Almost impossible to truly yeah. forgive. Yeah, it is. So yeah. I have more to say about that, but let's. But you go ahead. You 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 get us rolling, and I'll uh, and I'll talk about. Yeah. So what, what, what's the process of forgiveness? Right. Um, we're going to give you three easy steps here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and one of the things that we want to do is we want to like we if we if we're going to talk about models, we sort of want to talk about an extreme example. Let's say let's make it difficult. This isn't like somebody like. Took a bite of your sandwich, <laughs> you know. In the case of this young man, he has some, um, some, some legitimate complaints against his father, mm-hmm. who is not in the picture. Yeah. How do you forgive someone who you who is never going to ask for forgiveness? Is is never that, that's there's no opportunity to even have a conversation. How do you forgive someone like that? And one of the things you said last time, which I thought was so helpful, is that forgiveness only takes one person. Mm-hmm. It takes you. Yeah. Which is different than reconciliation, which takes two people. Mm. So help us out, Sung. Give us those three easy steps. This will be a short <laughs> episode. No, I'm just kidding. No, no steps or formulas. But there are uh, signs and, and markers. And 
let me personalize this. Like when I think of the area of forgiveness, uh, there are let's uh, two specific people I, I could think of, two friends um, or two other guys. Um, one where reconciliation has is in process, and one, uh, and actually that first one, I, I thought no reconciliation was ever going to be possible. And the second one that I, I don't think reconciliation is going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so uh, just kind of walk through this kind of thinking through my own process of what does forgiveness look like? Mm-hmm. So one thing I would just say is, and it's not a step, it, it's just like set the bar for like your growth and wholeness, set it really low. Mm. <laughs> because like for I, I think like meaning just take one little step at a time mm-hmm. it, you're not going to get from major hurt to complete forgiveness yeah. in like two weeks yeah. so I, I think for me forgiveness begins when you could say their name mm. because when you're so hurt you don't even want to like say their name, like, or even think about divorced people who are like, well, you can't even say your ex's name yeah. or, or you, like your mother, mm. right? Like there, there is something that's been so hurt and wounded that even saying their name is, is hard. Um, oh, and, and so I would just say, look, like that, that's the beginning of forgiveness. Mm. And, and so, um, I, I remember, like, and you were, you, oh, shoot me. Song's having some technical issues uh, over there. Yeah, my, <laughs> my headphones just popped off. Um, in fact, Nate, I think you were the beginning. You, you entered, you and Amy entered our lives towards the end of the one yep. relationship. Yep. And um, I, I just, you know, there's a lot of emotion. And you, there, was, there was just this, you didn't even want to say the person's name. Yeah. Because just... So growth today might mean like uh, seeing a post on Facebook and not wanting to spit on mm-hmm. your computer screen, mm-hmm. right? I, I think that's a huge, so like just, like, like just start there. Start from like even getting to the point of like, I wish them harm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you offended me, so I'm going to offend you. You hurt me, so I'm going to hurt you. Right. Set the bar so low that you, you, that you can start to see the insanity mm-hmm of revenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, one, one method that I have found helpful to getting to that point actually came from a, um, a book written several years ago by, uh, Ken Wilson, who's another Mm -hmm. pastor here in Ann Arbor. It was a book specifically around prayer. And one of the ways of praying for other people that he talked about was holding them up essentially in the light of God's Mm -hmm. gaze. And his entire point was we bring so much, especially when someone has hurt you, we bring so much of our own baggage to the table that our prayers can often be, God, do what I think you should do to fix this person. Go get them. Yes, (laughs) right? Um, And his point was that if we truly believe in the transformative power of God, that praying for them can look like holding them up in the light of God's gaze. And trying to look at them the way that God looks at them, and that is a that is praying for someone else. Yeah, you know. And so I have done that when I've been hurt because what it does is it takes me outside of sort of that cycle of again remembering and accounting for wrongs, and instead trying to see them as God 
sees them. Yeah, yeah. And that can bring you to a point where where you sort of have that outside perspective you were talking about, where suddenly you sort of see the insanity of revenge or mm-hmm. vengeance. Man, for me, that was that that came later on. Mm-hmm. Even being able to pray for the person, really, right? Um, because w- when there's hurt, like there's just uh, something so visceral. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, depending on how you're wired, you may either completely withdraw, mm-hmm. or for me, like there's a uh, wish that they th- they fall on their face. Yeah, you yeah. know, and and that, for me, that so like, and if you think about it, our culture. There's this myth of redemptive violence. I mean, oh sure, like every movie ever made. Yes, every every song, art, film, literature, like the most popular literature, the most popular films are filled with vengeance and violence in order to correct. Yeah, them. Dwayne Johnson built his entire <laughs> career off of uh, vengeance. You know, so yeah. So for me, it, it's just coming. The first part is just coming to the recognition of like, you know, I want them to really be hurt. To mm-hmm. okay. This isn't going to fix anything. Mm. I mean, just coming to that first mile marker. Mm. It's interesting because really prayer is how I get to that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, for me, because, again, my it was like, I'm going to be thinking about them anyways. I need a <laughs> way to have this person in my head that isn't sort of oh. playing out those yeah. sort of vengeance scenarios. Um, so for me, I found it to be how I, I appreciate that it's later down the line for you. For mm-hmm. me, it was like really the first step. Yeah. So see, so you can see three easy quince, uh, sequential steps go. right here. Yeah. Right. right. For everybody. Uh, yeah. It applies <laughs> to everybody. Works for everyone. One size fits all. That's right. And uh, I, so um, th- th- again, that's maybe a, a, a sign or marker mm-hmm. is when you can you know, let's say see a Facebook post or hear good news about them and not like cringe or mm. hear bad news about them and celebrate. Yeah. I mean, that that's huge. Yeah. Um, and then, so that's, that's one mile, mar- mile marker. I, I think another one is like, uh, we talked a little bit about this before and you mentioned it. Forgiveness can happen with just one person. So something has to happen between you and God. Yeah. Like the root of bitterness that creeps into your soul, even before reconciliation is possible. Like, and when you think of the idea of a root, and this is more agricultural metaphor, so you'll love this, yeah, but bring it. Yeah. Like you, like sometimes you don't even know it's there. Mm-hmm. Like the anger and the bitterness and the resentment, it's like a seed. Mm-hmm. You don't even know it's there. Um, but forgiveness is not just a relational issue. It's a spiritual issue. So that's why, Something has to happen between you and God. Yeah. And for you, it begins with prayer, and that's how you make it connect with you and God before it even goes back to the other person. Mm-hmm. And I have seen trees um, whose roots are so, uh, I mean, not, I mean, not, I can't see them in the soil, but I, yeah. I've seen this one tree, and I don't, I don't remember, uh, just a picture of it, where the roots are just so broad. Yeah. And you could just imagine how broad and deep they go because they, they bulge all over the surface. Yeah. And so um, when bitterness takes root, I mean, think about pulling out a, a tree mm-hmm. from the ground yeah. whose roots are just so embedded in the soil. Yeah. Uh, that That's how sin is embedded in our hearts. Yeah. Um, and, and there's something going on in me that God needs to be brought into the situation yeah um yeah and again separate from legal consequences like a restraining order uh, or something uh 
God, God needs to be brought into yeah. the heart. So uh, your root metaphor reminded me of um, a, a way that, so often I hear people talk about wanting to, you need to pull bitterness out by the root and you need to, yeah, which I get. I like in theory, I get that. What I've observed with weeds <laughs> in our pastures, literally, is that every bit as effective as pulling them out is cutting them off. Mm. And they will grow back and you cut them off and they will grow back and you cut them off mm. and they will grow back and you cut them off. And eventually they've expended so much energy trying to like establish themselves mm-hmm. that the root itself dies. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's benefits in saying pull it out by the root. I also think that when we're talking about the process of right. forgiveness, it's helpful to say, you know what also works? It springs up and you cut it off yeah. and it springs up and you cut it off. And that too is actually addressing the root issue, even though it can feel like, I can't believe this is how, ha- I can't believe I got to deal with this again. Like, I can't believe this is here again, you know? Yeah. So I hope that's a note of encouragement to you. If you're struggling with forgiveness, like you can keep choosing to forgive yeah. and understand that eventually you will destroy the root mm. of a, of an invasive plant like bitterness. Mm. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, after kind of dealing with you and God, this is where I, I think, um, prayer at least for me comes in and this is where it started for you i'm curious kind of where where the next step for you is uh, after you know um prayer and and taking it to god um but for me it's like because in the beginning it could be like okay i I could say this god bless them but i I don't really want it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so so you know that forgiveness isn't complete Right. right um um but what like what happens when you start praying, even if you don't mean it, the words start to shape the heart. Yeah. The words shape your affection. And so you begin to say words. Um, and what happens over a course of months or years, your, your heart goes one of one of anger and revenge to just neutral. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let's, let's be realistic here. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't change overnight. It, it goes to neutral to where, again, you could be maybe in the same room with them. Mm. Or you could hear their name and not, like, walk away in total disgust. Yeah. Or you could even say their name. Um, I, I, I think, so just praying, blessing, you know, and this is kind of the, the, the message of Jesus. Like, pray for your enemies. Yeah. Bless those who persecute you. Yeah. I mean, it, it's in situations like this. Where God says, like, hey, look, you know, I know you're a big fan of justice and vengeance when it comes to other people, but you're a big fan of mercy when it comes to you. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, prayer, I mean, whether beginning or, or later in, in the stage is a part of it. And, and that's just actually praying mm-hmm. for God's blessing and favor on the other person. And, and it may just start as just rote words. But in in doing this. You know, in, in on Sundays we've been talking about the the liturgy, like liturgy, right? The 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 things that you do that shape your heart, and this it, it could be just a liturgy of blessing. Yeah, I mean, it one of the I mean, from a purely sort of physiological, psychological, you know, side of things, what that is doing is it's establishing neural pathways. Yep. It's establishing sort of mental habits that you find easier to follow than the previous habit of hatred or malice 
you know, or anger. And so th- there are there are good reasons, that both spiritual and physical, uh, and sort of mental, that the process of praying for someone and engaging in regular acts of forgiveness actually does change something in us. Yeah, yeah, it's good, right? It's an and as you practice that, understand that it's a pr- it's an act of the will before it becomes an yeah. act of the affection. Yeah. Um, so if, if you get from anger and bitterness to just neutral, not wishing them harm, that's a huge mile marker. Yeah. That's big. And it takes work. It does. It really does. Like you said, it's an act of will. And, and it could be, it, it can consist of therapy and counseling mm-hmm. and, and support from other, uh, believers and, and family and friends. And then I think as opportunities arise to actually demonstrate love, mm. um, that's the that actually becomes a fruit of what's already been done. Mm-hmm. If you don't do the work before, when the opportunity f- to love your enemy and, and bless those who persecute you, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And God, you may never have that opportunity because maybe reconciliation doesn't happen. But um, um, b- get uh, blessing somebody who has. F- hurt you means you're just yielding mm. again the the right perceived right mm. to enact vengeance mm-hmm. and, and it could even be like that you're not necessarily the one blessing them as you're just saying look i'm placing taking myself out god you you bless them yeah maybe because i can't even get to that place yet yeah um and, and that's that's long story short that's what happened with both of these um friends and you know is after going through this process where i would i would and could and still continue to genuinely pray for god's favor and in fact i mean kind of talk about coincidence the the one person who uh, we've been in this long process of reconciliation he just happened to text me yesterday really yeah and and, you know it's not like we get together and, and and you know chalk it up like old times right but the, it, it is it, it's reconciled and it is still reconciling and um and, and and i remember the first time we reconciled um like i told him like i, I i've been praying for you um and and even the person i'm not reconciled to yet like i i whenever he comes up i, I pray for him and his family mm-hmm. And, and and for me that that is heart shaping, um, and, and again, this we're saying all this in like a few minutes, right? But it's been years. It's been I mean, yeah, yeah, it's been years. It's been years. Yeah, it's fun. I knew exactly who you were talking about when you put those first two examples out there. I mean, I just know. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Because you've been a part of both. Yeah. with me. Yep. and alongside me as well too. Yep. Um. So I, I think those are huge things. Is just like, yeah. Um. So I have two. Uh, do you have more? Yeah. I, I have two other I have two other aspects to forgiveness that yep. that come to mind for me, um, in terms of the process. <coughs> Sorry, one of them actually um, is another way of engaging with God in the midst of the process. Mm. I think sometimes when we have been hurt, um, when or when we have been mistreated, when we have been wronged. The question can be sort of like, God, how did you let this happen? Yeah. And and a real part of the forgiveness process for me can be sort of 
looking at that per, looking at that situation or relationship and saying, God, like, where were you in the midst of yeah. this? Right now, I feel like you weren't there. If you if you've been abused or betrayed or yeah. whatever, it, it, it can, God was not there. Like, it can be easy to say that. Part of forgiveness, for me at least, is reengaging with those situations, asking the question, God, where were you? You know, it's almost like forgiving God. It is. It is. You Which, put him in the mm-hmm. in, in the in the uh, accuser seat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. Yep. And just and just letting that be a part of the process. Because if yeah. if I feel like I was abandoned by God in a situation, I don't think I'm really ever going to get to the point of forgiving that person who th- that was there, unless that is in some ways navigated. And again, I, I that's not easy. No. Like that that is not an easy thing to do, but. For me, I found it to be important. The other thing that I have found, and we sort of touched on this at the beginning uh, in, in our conversation last episode, is that there is an element of forgiving others, for me at least, that requires forgiving, forgiving myself. myself. Oh, that's that, I, I saw that coming. That's yeah, so man. good. Yeah, it's so good. absolutely. Because there, you know, you can ask yourself, how could I have let that happen? Mm-hmm. Like, why did I go back? How did I, how was I so foolish to get in that situation? Why did I trust that person? Um, and and so those are things where sort of like a wrong has been specifically done to you. Or like looking at yourself hard and saying, oh my gosh, like here is how I keep sewing into the brokenness of this relationship or this is how I am contributing to the pain of, of this dysfunction. And so I think regardless of, of the, whether, regardless of how much you are to blame for what went wrong, not at all, you were abused as a child, there's zero about that that is your fault. Yeah. Um, or maybe you are an equal partner or a majority partner in in what's going wrong to forgive your to be able to forgive yourself for um and and I'm saying this because I think that when when wrongs are done to us there there is blaming ourselves is some ways is it ten, can tend to be a way that we sort of navigate that mm. you know um uh, you often hear about it in cases of abuse or rape yep. where people yeah. blame themselves. Right. So forgiving yourself and essentially saying, like, that was not my fault. Um, or to say, oh, my gosh, here are the hundred ways that I'm contributing. I need to yes. acknowledge that and forgive myself. Regardless, looking at ourselves and forgiving ourselves, I think, is also important. I almost feel like those are, depending on who you are and what your situation is, that those two things, uh, the forgiving yourself... Or I would say this is maybe a, a marker of really seeing uh, uh, forgiveness and wholeness being brought to fruit in your life. Uh, it's, it, it, like uh, one is, uh, my phone is like buzzing away. It's hard to be as popular as song, folks. Sorry. Um, um, like one, like you were saying, is is coming to the point of forgiving yourself because I've talked to so many people who's like, I know God forgives me, but I can't forgive myself. Oh, yeah? One in particular, a young woman who would walk to uh, work or, so, or school or something and would always see this one kind of person uh, who was hanging out in the streets and was always friendly to them. And one day... She was assaulted by, oh. and so she continues to blame her. If I if I just wasn't so friendly, if if I didn't take that same route, like I know God forgives me, but there was just so much shame and guilt, and just oh, she couldn't she couldn't painful. she couldn't forgive herself. 
Um, and so I know that is so real. Mm-hmm. And so for, for some people, it's like when you come to the place of like, okay, I know not only God forgives me, but I forgive myself. Yeah. Oh, that, that is a whole level of um, wholeness. Mm-hmm. I think for some people that could be the very first step. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, yeah. you know, and not. All, I mean, again, I think these. I think all of these elements. I think as we've talked about, since we engage with them differently, they can go in any yeah. order. Yeah. Um, but I do think for some people, forgiving yourself for, um, for whatever role you did or didn't play in a broken situation could be a first step. Yeah, it really could be. And again, I'm not saying that's easy. It's not like, oh, we'll just forgive yourself and then you can move on to steps three, (laughs) four, five. That's not at all what I'm saying. But um, it for at least for me, it's it's a very helpful place to start often. I know I said I start with prayer, but I think over the past couple of years, I have started to try to forgive myself first Mm. um, and then sort of move into forgiving others <laughs> yeah and that's where again you and i are very different i'm very gracious with myself <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we but, were just, my wife and i were just talking about this at the table this morning actually <laughs> my tendency to uh how hard i am on myself oh right? yeah yeah so this yeah. it's different it's different for everybody and, and i would say if you're someone like let's say me if you're someone like nate forgiving yourself is a big step mm-hmm. if you're someone like me I, I think it's like healing and wholeness begins when you start to see your sin as bigger than their sin okay so, which for you might actually happen sort of towards the end of the process. Yeah. Oh, man. And so, it, and so, again, it's not saying that what they did wasn't wrong. Right. It's not saying, well, you know, it, you know it, you, again, you have to fully embrace the ugliness of it. You know, let the per, you know and this isn't necessarily my situation, but let's say uh, this person or others l- who are listening, yes, they're, they're a liar, adulterer, cheater, predator, stalker, whatever. You have to name it. But even in the naming of it, um, and feeling the weight of it, but then to yield your right to vengeance and, and, and then to get to the point where you say you, you recognize the way you have contributed because you begin with like, oh, they are so blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then to say, okay, they were this way, but boy, there were ways that I perpetuated mm-hmm. or allowed, mm-hmm. um, and again, for some, for uh, if you're wired more like me, coming to that place of man, their their little toothpick compared to my two by four, yeah, man, I I don't even know how I I hold bitterness against them, yeah, um, and you 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 know what you want is you you, I mean, and this is the reality of, uh, again. I, I almost hate to share this because it's going to sound like um, pastors already have a people already put pastors on a pedestal. Mm. So uh, I, I'm I'm going to make it sound like this is really easy. For, it, it, it's not, but um, to the point where um, you, you oh shoot I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, no. <laughs> it was really good though. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> it really made everything crystal clear. Too bad. So sad. I'm sure it'll come back to you. I'm sure it'll come back to you after we finish recording. Yeah, right after we after we uh, shut everything down. Mm. Yeah, I think there. I think there can even be, you know, um, and the thing is that like forgiveness is in some ways forgiveness for yourself. Let's talk about is in some ways the exact same thing. It is not holding yourself 
responsible to right the wrongs That's that were good. done to you. Yeah. And so again, I think of there are people who blame themselves for a level of innocence or a lack of care that they brought to a situation or a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of like, they're holding themselves responsible to fix that. And being able to forgive yourself, even in those situations, I think is really a doorway to a tremendous amount of freedom. You know, I really do. Yeah. And I think just like in the last episode, we talked about um, forgive and forget is like a half truth. Yeah. Um, Half truths are more dangerous than lies. They are. Yeah. They are. There's another half truth that I often hear, which is time heals all wounds. I mean, yes and no. Right. Yes, because forgiveness and healing takes time, mm-hmm. a lot of time. And we're going to repeat it again and again. This is not three easy steps. Mm-hmm. This takes months and years, decades even. Um, but this is where we want to encourage you to be in like time, plus, I would say, plus intentional um, intentional practice. Or, yeah. You know, Liturgy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time plus intentional liturgy yeah. is what heals wounds. Yeah, and th- honestly, even then, it, it's not like a hundred percent healing. It's almost like healing cannot occur apart from those things. It's right. not say if you do these, healing is guaranteed. Right. It's more right. like saying apart from these, no healing right. will be experienced. Right, right. And, and to talk about wounds too, uh, the image that I often like is because we don't forget. But what happens is our wounds eventually turn to scars mm-hmm. where wounds, open wounds, you touch them and, and it, it just hurts yeah. like so like a hundred times more than like you, you, you have a little paper cut on your hand. You just t- brush it and it just it, it hurts so much. Yeah. Whereas if, if there was no cut, it's, it feels like nothing. But if you, if you take the image of your heart and like allowing your heart for those wounds to heal doesn't mean that you don't have any wounds. It just means now that there's a scar there. Mm-hmm. Right, that you could touch it, and it's still a little sense. It's a little tender, mm-hmm. but it's not the same kind of wound. And so yeah. the g- journey towards forgiveness and wholeness doesn't mean like you forget, right? And everything's okay. In some ways, a scar is a permanent reminder of the it wound. Is. Yeah, and so you can't forget. Yeah, and, and and sometimes those scars are a reminder of God's goodness and faithfulness, even through the valleys of bitterness yeah. and resentment and hurt. Yeah, man, that. I think I, that is probably one of the hardest things, I think, for people who have been wounded and and feel the need to forgive. I think that that can be one of the hardest things to believe because it doesn't always feel that way, no. that God is there even as you are being wronged. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, can, it can really take some time and some effort, like we said, to see his hand in the midst of those things. And it, man, that's, it's, again, I, I'm so glad that we're, this is all under the umbrella of no easy answers. Mm -hmm. Because I do know that in some of my darkest seasons, when I have felt literally unable to see Mm -hmm. God's hand, with time and work and help with a good, loving family and a good therapist, I've been able to look back and be like, oh, there is, there is a thread there. Mm-hmm. There was something there that was important, and it was hard and it was painful, but something was there that is worth paying attention to, um, and the healing can begin. Yeah, and I think the more you go through experiences like that, the more you can trust that when present hurt or confusion comes, good. 
that it gives you strength to persevere. Yep. You know, I mean, like, like there, you know, again, there's no secret. Like you and I have disagreements. We're wired so differently. And I think, I think part besides God's grace, like you and I have both been, we've seen God's redemptive work in hardships and disagreements and conflict. And I think part of it and part of what's given us the resolve through, I mean, so much is we, it's not so much like we, trust each other in, in an unconditional way mm-hmm. as much as I think, I mean, th- there is a level of, of trust and friendship there mm-hmm. that goes years and years, but more so than that, there is a trust in, in a vertical sense of like, w- we know what happens to us yeah. when we persevere, um, obviously with, with boundaries and, you know, in ways that aren't self-destructive. And there are, way, there are times when we've had to, to say things to each other or, or with take a step back, but, but w- to walk through. Um, and again, you and I would be a great example where, where I've probably caused more hurt. It's <laughs> probably 50, 50. Then, then receive mm. uh, again, going back to the rhino thing, but, um, but again, uh, just to say that th- this this goes from kind of meat and potatoes, ordinary kind of hurts, yeah. to to the, all the way to the other end of abuse and trauma that, that I just find uh, like just so hard to imagine. Mm. But it, it's it's so uh, it's so common. And I, I, what you said that really rings true to me is that the as you experience those things, what you begin to do is tr- is trust the process of forgiveness. Yes, right. It's not so much that that. Um, you can always see the finish line. It's not that you can always say like, oh, well, once I feel better, it's going to look like this. Or right. once once I forgive this person, my relationship will look like this. But it's more about saying, I know what the process of forgiveness looks like. And I've been through it enough times that I know that if I walk it, something on the other side will, will be good and will be, uh, you know, healing or restorative or um, will sort of let me take the next steps in my life or in my relationship if you trust the process. Yeah, that's so good. Was you're saying that the last, uh, the one thing that came to mind was um, if if you dare to love people, you will get hurt. Yeah. Um, the only way to avoid, and because people say this, like, I, I just want, I, I, I don't want to be hurt. Mm. Well, that's a bad strategy. Yeah. Because if you don't want to be hurt, you will shut yourself off from any kind of meaningful, mm-hmm. loving relationship. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to be broken, if you want to, if you don't want to be harmed, uh, because you've been harmed before, you could just and C.S. Lewis talks about this this image. You could lock your hup, heart up in a little casket, mm-hmm. and there. It'll die. Yeah. Oh, that, I know. That. I, I I think it's I think it's uh, Brene Brown who talks about saying that when you shut yourself off from pain, you also shut you shut yourself off from joy. Yeah. That yeah. if you are unwilling to experience the uh, the full range, then you it's not like you can just experience the upside. Yeah. You know, you have to be willing to experience highs and lows in order to experience either. Yeah, and so it can be that your somebody has hurt you in the past. And maybe it was uh, the church, but oftentimes instead of pulling yourself permanently away, the path towards healing, uh, again, this is after getting back to neutral, is to experience the joys 
uh, of community, of friendship, uh, of and and again, there's always a risk. Yeah. And it's so hard to take that step. I've been hurt before. Um, and why would I put myself in that situation, right? And, and so again, what ho- hopefully happens is there's um, oftentimes when I think of some of the hurts in my past, um, and, and this is just me, I'm not saying this to everyone, but it, it, there's a sense of naivete. Hmm. There's greater wisdom in, in how to approach relationships and things. You know, so I, I think that the, the, the dual reality of abandoning yourself to God's love and to love other people while while walking in wisdom mm-hmm. <laughs> from both your own mistakes and experiences, um, right? It, 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 that dual reality is is something I think we're I'm learning and will continue to learn for the rest of my life. Yeah, didn't Jesus say something like that to his disciples, yeah. like wily as serpents, innocent yeah. as doves? Yeah, uh, that's an interesting metaphor for forgiveness in some ways <laughs> that you need to engage in the innocence of of believing that you know forgiveness is possible and restoration is possible and the wildliness of, of boundaries and, you know, reasonable expectations. And, um, yeah, it's an interesting metaphor. Yeah. Hey, if you want to share your stories, uh, based on this podcast or any other previous episodes, love getting them. Uh, somebody just texted me just the other day, going back to our, um, uh, episode on, was it, the, uh, oh, oh, the the person whose brother-in-law came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so love getting your text. Text me, 734-709-5742. Even if you don't have a question but want to share a story, want to share, uh, respond to this episode or any others, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Rhythms of Grace. As long as you keep sending questions, we will keep answering them. This is going to be like a three-year season. <laughs> No, we love getting them. We hope you join us next time. Thanks so much for being with us.